from Spartan headquarters. This is De La Pod, a program taking listeners behind the scenes of the fabled De La Salle Athletics Program. And now your hosts, Spartan alum and longtime broadcaster, Pat O'Rourke. With all things athletic guy and newly minted podcast nerd, Coach Derek Brown. Welcome to another edition of Dela Pod. Again, I am Pat O'Rourke and with Derek Brown, and we're pleased to welcome in the Vice President of Athletics for De La Salle, Leo Lopos. And uh, Leo, great to have you aboard. Of course, uh, we're looking forward to another exciting year. Uh, just to go back to last school year, I mean, that was, you know, we've, we're used to pretty successful sports seasons at De La Salle, but uh, the last school year, I mean, it seemed like as successful as any in terms of what the sports teams were able to accomplish and uh, particularly capping off with the outstanding uh, golf championship. Yeah, you know, obviously you go back in history and you kind of compare what years were, were, were the greatest in our, in our rich tradition. That one is up there. Um, but I think it signified and it was a great accomplishment for our school is it really our resiliency, our community, um, the way that the, across the board, there was a lot of great efforts. Um, it really came down, I think, in my mind to the coaches and student athletes and the parents really buckling down during COVID, uh, during those dark times where there's, you could only do small groups and this and that, start and stop. Uh, it was a true testament to our community kind of battling. And I think it really represented the Dale South Spartan community. Um, we got, obviously this, you gotta get a lot of good bounces, a, a good seed here, uh, a lucky, a lucky bounce and a great performance, maybe not expected, but the pieces did come together to complete like a really good picture. And I, I would, I would argue that that last year's school year will be uh, looked upon as one of the top in history. I guess if it gets topped again or a couple of times, uh, I can only imagine what the next best class would look like. Yeah, I think it's always uh, something that you want to recognize when you get Boys State School of the Year. Obviously, that's a, a massive accomplishment for the school and for the program. And seven league titles, nine North Coast section, section championships, two NorCal championships, and one state title. I mean, when you say that in, in one year, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, I want to be sure that we also cover the the student athlete side of things. I believe the number was 28 uh, that participated in our last national letter of intent signing day. So just a, a tremendous year uh, on and off the court field track, uh, every facility that you want to name. But I guess my question for you, boss, is what's it like kind of overseeing all this? You know, I know that you're uh, deep in the game, a lot of years of experience, but when a year like this happens, uh, do you pat yourself on the back or do you <laughs> just get ready for the next one? Maybe give us some insight on how you uh, see. That's, you know, I do. I'd like to give myself the uh, athletic director of the year award. I'm just joking. Um, honestly, um, number one, I, I, I feel like every year I have an obligation to uh, respect the past, maintain tradition and history, and try to build a build a road that helps these current seniors, juniors, you know, students to do what the others have done before them. It's not easy. I think it gets more complicated and difficult every year. Um, you mentioned like years here. I think there's the kiss of death for some, but for me and in Adele, so I think next chapter, one of the things we don't do well is we don't recognize, we don't really pause here very often. I think, you know, as a head coach, um, it's just like, I don't know what's the next sport, even from a North coast section championship, the next Sunday morning, we're 
you know, worry about who's our NorCal seating, where we're going. And the next thing you know, so it's like, I think number one, every chapter is unique and none of them are simple. Um, and I do think the the drive and determination of our school is very unique and that no one can even comprehend what we're doing, trying to get to where we want to go. Uh, but the funny thing is we've never really changed um, the why. We're still focused on the journey. We're still focused on the day-to-day -day lessons, still focused on student athletes, still focused on doing the right things. And sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, right, as you know. Um, but the consistency is, is pretty it's pretty impressive. Um, it's hard to go have a postseason meeting with a coach, and Derek knows, like, well, one of your goals has got to be win a NorCal championship, right? I mean, because you've already accomplished this. Um, right, right. Because I do think it's still important. As much as we focus on intrinsic goals, you still got to have – I mean, we're all playing or doing something for a reason, right? You're selling lawnmowers. You want to sell X amount of lawnmowers, right? You want to – so obviously our kids are, are wired to win championships and do the best they can. But, you know, we got a great staff, great students, great teachers, great every, alum that have been able to keep this going. How, how long it will go, who knows? Um, but I, I've always told people, even on our worst year, it's probably a good year. It's yeah. just we're here, for lack of a better word, uh, word with first world problems, you know, and I, I don't mind them. Um, they bring different sort of day-to-day uh, -day challenges and, and, and year-long visioning. But truth be told, we're still really, to your point, 28 kids, NLI. I mean, our averages are great. I mean, our, our, our every team, every varsity team had a 3.0 GPA or higher. Yeah. Um, which just kind of tells you we're still balancing that student athlete scenario. And I think we haven't got caught up on, on the, the new age high school sports landscape of so there's certain ways to do it. And I think we've done it the right way, which continues to be successful. And I don't know how much we're going to tweak it. Um, but I'm, I know we're on the right path this year for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's been a theme obviously, and I've, of course being biased, but uh, you know, great kids, at De La Salle. I mean, I think, you know, the winning is awesome. We could talk about the winning. Obviously, it's right there in terms of the results and so forth. But, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty cool in terms of when I hear about people from that aren't with affiliated with the school or when someone's working with me for a broadcast or whatever, and I hear from them when they talk about how nice the kids are and so forth. If, you know, a uh, guy guy that I'm working with, he drops his thing and someone's quick to pick up, pick it up behind him and hand it to him uh, and be really nice. But I don't know. In terms of it's obviously great to have the results and great kids as well as is the most important part of it. So, uh, um, obviously, yeah, you, you can't be honestly, you can't be in this game as Derek coach Brown mentioned without having the intrinsic stuff being your main motivator, because you're going to fall short, you know, and that we're not going to win a state championship every year. Um, and, and even the best effort you could come up a, 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 a free throw short. I mean, look at our basketball team, right? I mean, it happens. Uh, so yeah, no, it is, uh, it's a great place to work, and I, I appreciate everybody around me. And I do, I will credit to the point about me accepting the award. It's not, I would never, I would never credit to myself. Actually, I'm just happy to be kind of able to, to, to be a good steward to help out as best I can when I can. And no pressure, but uh, let's see what, as we look ahead to this school year, if we can get boys state school of the year again, but uh, looking at this up ahead, the schedule, you got football. I'm sure that's something you're asked about more than anything. As far as the football schedule, you got a great schedule this year, uh, going down to Cathedral Catholic in San Diego, one of the main games, of course, the opening game at Monterey Trail. Uh, what about as far as putting the football schedule together? I know you, Justin, you work with Justin on that and so forth, but uh, it seems like uh, there's, it's a good schedule. Uh, Guys are going to be definitely tested some key uh, road games and so forth. We've got an ESPN game against Sarah. Uh, what's your thoughts on the upcoming football schedule? Well, my initial thought is I hope it just stays normal. You know, I don't, 
we've had a lot of interruptions the past three years. Um, we still could, you know, with the smoke and different things around here. But I think it's, for my opinion, it's a schedule that puts us back in a position to get back to the state open game. That's a, that's a goal of ours. Um, maybe it doesn't have the fancy out of, out of, out of state game that, that some people are accustomed to, but in terms of quality opponents, even you start with Bocera runner up in the open cathedral, obviously we're state champions, division one Folsom who beat us in NorCal, um, St. Francis who beat us last year. So I think it's an opportunity for these student athletes to get back to where they want to be in the NorCal landscape, plus give them opportunity, which is the ultimate prize, which is, which is win the open, uh, in California. Not, not a lot of schools just want to sit here and say they want to win the open, but I could, I could honestly say for us, that's, that's a goal. And I think our schedule puts in uh, puts us in a position to get there. Not to mention the good, I think our league is very solid. I mean, I think sometimes our league doesn't get as much credit for how much quality is top to bottom. Um, but if you really look at some of the history of the EBAL, there's some really good teams. I mean, you throw, especially with that, with, uh, Clayton Valley Charter in there um, coming in the last three years. It's definitely the strength of schedule is high and it's going to take a lot of effort for our kids to win week in, week, week out. And just so we're uh, at this time of recording, we also just started uh, water polo and cross country, our other two uh, sports for fall uh, 2022. And obviously both programs operating a high level water polo coming off a, a tremendous year last year, cross country, always consistent in the hunt. I uh, had a, some brilliant individual performances last year. Oscar Gomez is one name that comes to mind. And we also have a white coat cleanup day on the 13th of August tomorrow. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about that group, uh, the group of white coats and what they mean to our community. I know some of our audience are familiar and some of the guys in, in Grouse might be listening at some point to this, but uh, for those who might be new to the school, um, white coats, talk a little bit about them. You know, every every school functions with with a group of volunteers. I think we we've, we've created a, uh, for lack of a better word, super volunteers. On uh, the white coach started in the mid '80s or late '80s, um, and it really just there there to help with all game operations and make uh, make game day experience great. Start off with football back in the day because there's obviously a bigger need. Um, we've had I don't know hundreds of parents, alumni, parents, everything from cleaning up our athletic facilities to directing buses to managing parking lots. Uh, like I said, it was, was a football thing, but as, as Dale Sal has grown, we, 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 we need help in all, all everything from football all the way to the end of baseball playoffs. Um, so for me, it, it really is in the spirit of St. John Baptist Dale Sal where they gives people an opportunity to serve and they do a great job. They're professional, they're respectful. Um, but ultimately what they're doing is helping our student athletes have the best possible environment, helping our coaches. Coaches don't have to pick up equipment on it necessarily at the end of every game where we have someone there to help uh, carry a water jug. Those little things all the way to 40 people putting in four hours of work, cleaning the entire athletic facilities from power washing to scrubbing gum off the bleachers. I mean, I think if anything, it's just a great indicator of the extended community that makes Tail Cell unique and the love and the passion that uh, the people have shown. And I, even in this day and age where uh, it's a, I mean, I, I, one could argue it's a very me first sort of society um, and it has a tendency to be, it's really a shining light. I think on our campus that we still have people that want to give to others first and make that sacrifice. So um, it, it's, you know, Tom Bruce is our current captain. I think his uh, title is he's his son, his two sons went through Dale Sal. Uh, he's he started as a freshman dad. We just wanted to help. And, you know, whatever it is now, 20 years later, He's still volunteering and helping us out. So 
Um, the tradition is, is very similar parallel to much of our athletic program where it just consistently keeps expanding and growing and delivering um, day in, day out for the needs of the athletic department. And you mentioned Tom Bruce, and of course he was in the Hall of Fame class a couple of years ago. we got a great Hall of Fame class coming up again this, this year. What can you tell us uh, about the well, and also maybe also you can enlighten us in terms of the process and so forth and uh, how uh, these guys are selected uh, to the Hall of Fame. Well, anyone can nominate anybody for the Hall of Fame. You know, when you, you go to the website, um, even if you went to De La Salle High School or not, I mean, I, in, in short, uh, you're able to nominate um, student athletes of the past. There's some obviously some different bylaws of when they qualify, or when they don't qualify. But without getting in the weeds, uh, you know, you are nominated and you're vetted. And there's a selection committee. So there's a pretty difficult process, mainly because you're competing against other greats within Dale South. It's one thing to be in the football hall of fame or the lacrosse hall of fame. When you start crossover, comparing the best soccer player to the best football player or teams, I mean, that's some steep competition because we have such a great history. Um, even as I look uh, at this year's class with Steve Guthrie and Bob O'Mara, if you look at like, okay, five or six NCS title, whatever the resumes are, to think that they had to wait to get into the Hall of Fame or is there even a question is, is, is pretty pretty interesting. Even the 2007 state championship football team and the 2009 soccer team, we left off countless teams this time around. So it's, it, it's an amazing process and it's great to watch for me as someone who loves our school because you get a chance to step back and kind of refers back to the recognition part. Those folks that are getting into the Hall of Fame, you know, there may or may not have been time where you said thank you or 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 great job. And now it's a great opportunity for the school to give back and say great. The one thing that's awesome about the Hall of Fame are people come back to campus for the first time, get an opportunity to recognize old friends. Um, you know, back Kevin Bacharach represents two sports, water polo and swimming. Atari Callens, two sports, track and football. AJ Cool, basketball, went on to the Air Force, coming back to coach here for the one year. Uh, giving back Chase Wheeler, who actually, you know, football and track and field and coach track. And obviously Chris Wondolowski. I mean, just those five names alone, it sounds like a pretty good Hall of Fame class. So yeah. it's an elite group. Um, and I know it means a lot to the folks that get to be in, including the team. Um, and so I feel like the Hall of Fame is a great event for our community. And, and, and it's it ain't easy to get in. That's for sure. I mean, there's there's some legendary moments. I think Derek Brown will get in there at some point in time. Let's you know, go. Yeah, but uh, he's actually technically going in in 2009 with the soccer team as, as a coach. Let's go. Um, but yeah, we we it's a good opportunity to remember the past and and celebrate. And I think uh, this year's Hall of Fame class is second to none. It's I, don't, I mean it's hard to argue if you go back and you look at all the classes, you think to yourself, wow, it's pretty impressive. I mean, Wando, I mean he's whatever now 20 years removed, he hasn't even gotten the Hall of Fame. That was the million dollar. Why hasn't Wando got in yet? It's like well. He's in line. <laughs> right. Apparently he wasn't first in line, but he's in. It'll be great to see everybody. And I'm expecting a really, really, really good class. I mean, Atari Callen, I think, scored 70 touchdowns in his career. I mean, yeah, I, I guess he gets to get in. <laughs> yeah, I've always heard his name pop up. I'm, I'm excited to actually meet him finally. And uh, yeah, like you said, this is a highly decorated class. I mean, we have the greatest American goal scorer coming and uh, Chase Wheeler, state champion. Like you mean, it, it's it's crazy. AJ Cool, obviously a great guy, came back and helped us out for that year. And um, uh, you know, 2009 soccer has some really great coaches on that staff. So uh, 
we'll, we'll enjoy our coach's experience with Guthrie and O'Meara. That would be a fun night. So October 23rd, 3 o'clock p.m., there'll be plenty of promo be- between now and then on social. We'll do a Hall of Fame uh, episode on, on De La Pod as well to help push that. And uh, like you said, it should be a pretty festive and um, awesome event. So Looks like a lot of soccer. <laughs> hey, we got to have our time sometimes. So we'll, we'll take it. We'll enjoy it. Uh, and we'll, we'll lay low for a few more years and start building again. But um, one thing I don't want to forget, our summer camp program, I think Marcus Schroeder came in, did a tremendous job. And I know from being present here, there were a lot of kids that came through the door and it looked like a lot of kids were having fun once they got here. Um, I know from working with you and right around the time I started, this summer camp was something that you already had on your to-do list. And since then, it's just obviously grown exponentially so uh, maybe a few thoughts on our camps and current state of that and yeah no i mean it, it's obviously been a couple of uh odd summers you know in terms of of, of uh, regular freedom of life to do things and it to me camps are many m- multiple purposes obviously teach fundamentals um our co our, our student coaches kind of helping out learning how to serve our coaches giving back um we some of the net proceeds go to uh, the Bishop Cummings Scholarship Fund. Um, so really, it starts at a good place. What what really makes me happy now is that it's not just a football camp or basketball. It's across the board, all the way to archery. You know what I mean? So volleyball. I mean, so we're offering something for a lot of kids, even going into the K through third grade level, which is a little bit um, scary, as you know, managing kindergarten. That that pilot program, I think, was a success. Ultimately. I think, again, it's another great community move. I think the people win that are involved. Uh, we try to keep it affordable. Uh, we try to keep it manageable for parents to be able to send their kids, uh, get some time away from their kids, let their kids grow. Um, and I think a lot of smiles, you know, and uh, it'll continue to grow mainly because I think whatever the water is here at Dale South High School, when kids get here, people want to work together to have a good time. And, and in the end, a lot of, lot of fun. We were able to raise some funds, um, but ultimately, you know, it was, it was a banner year for the summer. Kind of, kind of, essentially, put a bow on top of a great, what was already an awesome athletic year. And uh, obviously, you mentioned raising funds. That goes a lot in terms of upgrading facilities and so forth. And uh, of course, just having space. I mean, it's, I imagine such a challenge when you guys do have facility upgrades. And you have to move things from somewhere to elsewhere and so forth. But do you, is there plans in the future for any type of uh, facility upgrades you can tell us about? Yeah, we're we're currently working with a with an architectural design uh, team to look and see what we can and can't do. Um, there's obviously room for growth in terms of the the grass fields. We definitely need a baseball field renovation. That's for sure. Um, dugouts and all sorts of stuff. I mean, we made a move and, and during COVID to the old batting cage got gutted and has become an outdoor workout facility. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at and see what our options are. Um, truthfully, there are some things we can do quickly and there's some things that we need to do long run, but just, you know, you got to build an overall vision and, uh, kind of plan for it. You know, the, the, the funny part about it is that you're right. Despite our lack of facilities, I feel like we've owned that as a culture and try to work with it, but there's definitely room for improvement on in certain spots in our athletic facilities that we're looking to address sooner than later. And, um, but on the overall campus, as I told someone the other day, it's like, you know, we added the stream building, Hoffman Center, LAPC, 
that's like 55, 60 million dollars in improvement the last 10, 15 years. Right. <laughs> and, and to me, when you balance the student athlete um, package, the science building is a big deal. You know what I mean? The Hoffman Center is a big deal. And, and now the people quickly forget that we spent a few million dollars on the on the Lattice Athletic Performance Center, which is as Derek knows, and this is a soccer coach, it's it's a big deal. So it's like it's not like we have stalled. It's just you can't necessarily. If we had, you know, if we had an unlimited amount of money, I'm sure we could have fixed it all in one swoop. But I think what we're doing, I know we have a track renovation on schedule too, just to surface. So I, I would expect multi-million dollar projects coming up to fruition. Hopefully, we can can uh, some gather some steam and get some fundraising together, and obviously with operating costs and all all the details that go into a major project, capital improvement like that. But it definitely is in motion. It's, for me, it's an exciting time. It gives me a different sort of project with others to work on. And um, I would hope that we can unveil something soon this school year. Well, boss, uh, we appreciate your time. We, uh, you're probably running to the next thing on your calendar today, so we don't want to keep you too yeah, I'm gonna long. Go, but... We're going to go talk. To the new, <laughs> we're going to go talk to the next class of freshmen and tell them what is or what is not and see what questions they have. And again, in this cycle just starts all over again with another class. So, uh, again, we appreciate your time. Obviously, um, the attitude and the vibe around our department is is largely um, from you and the effort and the intensity and the and the determination um, comes from our leadership. And, and you do such a great job. So thank you again for your time. Uh, Maybe you guys can invite me to a halftime, you know, one day, you know, (laughs) we'll get you on. We'll get you out there. I know. I know. Yeah. I know you have influence. I'm a pretty good play by play. Maybe Pat's trying to keep his job. Maybe that's why he's not letting me on there during this game. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get, we'll get you on there. Maybe there's a a Leo's corner or something we can come up with. at some point. It's all good. I, I'm uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. And I think, like I said, uh, to the Spartan nation, we're in a good spot. Let's just keep on rolling. Yes, sir. That's a good way to end it. 22-23. Best of luck to our student athletes and coaches. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode of Dela Pod. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. That's a wrap on this episode of Dela Pod with Pat O'Rourke and Derek Brown. I'm Mike Dawson from the class of 92. We'd like to thank the De La Salle High School and community for its support. If you like what you heard, be sure to tune in next time. And of course, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to De La Pod.